What's up, Badger fans? Let's talk a little bit about Chuck, Chucky Hepburn and the season he's turning in, the ceiling of this team, next year's team, plus also a way Wisconsin can kind of win the portal going forward, uh, something that Brian Smith talked about. This is really your comment show, so let's talk about it. Let's get into it on Wisconsin. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Locked On Badgers, your team every day. Uh, let's see if my – there's the focus. Um, yeah, thank you for tuning in. We're going to do more of these. These are just kind of shows to get all of your comments in. They're kind of quick shows. We're definitely going to do a reaction after tonight's game. But I just wanted to get your comments after some of the shows, and I want to incorporate those more into our community. So let's just jump into it. This first one is from Thomas Miller. Uh, he says, the biggest thing I've seen is that the depth of this team is allowing for Chucky – not to have to play hero ball. A lot of fans were unpleased with this last year. I love this comment because this is kind of a lesson for all of us a little bit. Like players, unless you're a great player, you can't you can't elevate your ecosystem too much. And last year, Chucky was at the mercy of a team that it just didn't – and he caught the brunt of the blame. Like, listen, I was here for every post-game show last year. I remember the talk. We talked about it, too. You know, Chucky taking these last-second shots. Chucky not playing well enough. Chucky having issues getting getting the bucket the team needs. It was never on – it was never Chucky's fault, really. Chucky was uh, – it was the team he was on, and it was difficult for him. What you're seeing this year is he's a true point guard, and this team fits him so well. He might be the best point guard in the Big Ten. I'm not – 100% sure that I would put him there, but he might be the best point guard in the Big Ten because he's a traditional true point guard. And what have you done in the offseason? You've given him 23 extra points to play with. What do I mean by that? I means A.J. Storer averaging about 15, John Blackwell averaging about eight. Like you've given, you've taken 23 points kind of and added it into this mix and said, now you just got to facilitate and play defense, Chucky, because these guys can score. And he's done that so well. And by the way, that's a credit to him. A lot of players wouldn't want to take that step back and say, no, nah, I'm still going to shoot. I still want to do this. This suits him so well. Plus, defensively, he's been a maniac. His assist percentage is up from in the 19% uh, 19 last year to about 22% this year. So he's passing better. He's passing more. A great assist to turnover ratio, playing elite defense. I think this point is dead on with Thomas Miller. And I think it's something that, you know, we need to look at players in the context of the system and the scheme that they're in. Look at players in the context of the players that they're surrounded by, especially with point guards, especially with quarterbacks, stuff like that. So I think it's a great point by Thomas. He also brings up, uh, he says, next year, Ryan, because I mentioned, man, this team could make a run this year. Like I'm starting to buy into the hype a little bit. And he said, next year, Ryan, they might have everyone back but Wall. Next year's team might be guards best. Yeah, next year's team probably will be guards I don't know. Let's see how this one plays out. But next year, man, I don't want to get too far off topic of this year and lose lose the um, the focus of what I'm talking about. But this is going to be a fascinating offseason. The portal. And by the way, we're fans, so we can do this. Like, I, I get comments when I, I do stuff like this. People say, don't look forward. That, the focus is on next week. And I get it. It is for the players. As a fan, you can absolutely look forward. Right? Like, why not? It doesn't hurt anything. Right? So, Next year, you add in free tag. Uh, maybe Gus Yaldin is ready to come off that red shirt. Nolan Winter has a year of growth. Everybody else comes back. Plus, they're going to hit the portal. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Eklander says, uh, Brian is dead on. Uh, this this is a, a, in a comment that we had about the recruiting show. Where, listen, I think this is really interesting. So, Brian was kind of, Brian and I were kind of talking about 
maybe the Tackett Curtis type of recruitment is kind of an example of how Wisconsin can win the portal. And what I mean by that is um, picking off the the highly touted recruiting uh, wins from the, the Blue Blood programs, players who don't play right away. And maybe that's an area where Wisconsin can get some of the elite talent. Like all the all the players that go to these Ohio States, Michigan's, Penn State's, Auburn's, Alabama's, Georgia's, Florida State's, et cetera, uh, when they immediately don't play, those are our right players that are right for the picking, right? And you get kind of uh, the new car type of performance at the that models a year old discount. I think it's an interesting point. I think teams are going to really because you're never going to get those high school kids, the majority of them. They're still all going to go to blue bloods, right? The elite players, but maybe you can pick them off after a year when they don't play right away. That puts a ton of pressure on coaching staffs, getting those elite players in, finding the minutes because otherwise you're going to be able to go in as a school like a, a Wisconsin and say, hey, you didn't play right away. Come to Wisconsin and play right away. It's it's interesting. John Kottmeyer said Curtis will be dominant. Why else would Josiah Galvin transfer out? I think he's going to be really good. And I think he, the more I've talked to people, um, you know, I, I talked to somebody who, I mean, the expectations are he's going he's gonna to be a dude here. And there's a reason, again, I say this all the time, trust what the coach's actions are and not what they say. And it's not like they've said one thing or the other, but they brought in Tackett after they brought in five transfer linebackers. That tells you that he's higher on their list than some of those guys they brought in, right, at a bare minimum. So I think he's going to be really good. And, yeah, that's why Galvin transferred out. I, I'm almost – I'm sure of it. Like, he wanted to play, and he's not going to be able to play. Um, let, let's take some comments here while we do this, because all this – this entire show is just about comments. This We're going to do more of these mini shows where we just get your comments if we talk about them. Dom says, let's go. You're early today. What's up, Dom? Um, Bo Dragon. So why hasn't guard had any athletic guys in the last 10 years? He had Johnny Davis two years ago, Bo. <laughs> That's a lottery NBA pick. Oh man. Uh, Mitch Ames says Chucky is a baller. Chucky is, uh, yeah, he is an absolute baller. Cannon. What's up? Cannon says Chucky is the best because he can do anything you ask. He can score and ask. He can pass. He can defend. He's so versatile that any role you ask, he can play it at a great elite level. I wouldn't go that far. And listen, Cannon was all over Blackwell. You got to give him flowers. I wouldn't go that far with, with Chucky because I don't think he can. I don't think he can be an elite score if you asked him to, because I think bigger point guards give him issues. He's not an elite athlete and he's not doesn't have great length or size i think bigger point guards give him issues but yeah he can do a lot on the court he can score he can shoot he can set people up he's great defensively um he's a really really talented player and he's the heartbeat of this team he's the locomotive of this team now i just don't think he's an elite scorer and we saw that last year right that was the issue and that's what that's what frustrated fans they kept saying why is he taking those shots those are bad looks uh, but Chucky was in a position where he was in a no-win position last year. He's either taking those tough shots, which aren't really in his game, and get criticized by the fans, or he's going to pass it off, and he didn't have the weapons around him to, to really trust that that would work either. He was in a no-win position last year, and he handled it with aplomb. Let's see. Um, more and more thoughts here. Oh, Dom S. Davis is hardly the athletic player store is. That is true. Uh, but he's still an athlete. Like, Store, Store is a unique athlete. I It's funny. I actually don't think – I don't think Davis gets enough credit for his athleticism, and I almost think Store gets a little too much for his athleticism. But I, maybe I'm wrong on that. Davis was a really good athlete. He just he wasn't elite by an NBA standard. Store can jump higher. Davis was yeah, – 
you don't here's what I'd say. You don't become a lottery pick as a wing player unless you have really good athleticism. Now, maybe you'd say he shouldn't be a lottery pick. His, his returns in the NBA weren't great so far. That's probably putting it mildly, but he was still a lottery pick. And you're not picking guys in the lottery at, on the wing spot unless they're pretty good athletes. Bo says Davis was so overrated. That's the worst. I, I feel like I'm constantly on this island defending Johnny Davis. And I don't understand why. Johnny Davis was a superstar in college. And I keep, like, is this just short memory stuff? Or am I crazy? Am I, am I the crazy one here? He was a stud in college. And I feel like I'm constantly trying to re relitigate his case for being a really good player at Wisconsin. Uh, Jason Gelden, Johnny Davis had maybe six good games at Wisconsin. Um, Bo Dragon says, look at... Uh, look at his NBA stats. He's borderline out of the league. Dom says, no, come on, Ryan, call it like is this. Storm might not be a lottery pick, but he's dang sure a better athletic player. Yeah, he no, no, I'm not I'm not arguing that. He's store is absolutely a more athletic player than Johnny Davis. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying I think Store's a little overrated athletically, and I think Davis is a little underrated. But you're right. If the argument is who is the better athlete, is it store or Davis? It's absolutely store. 10 out of 10 times. No, no argument there, Dom. I'm hundred percent with you. But I think I think. He's a tick overrated there because he's not a, he's not like people people put him in like the Khalil Iverson class. Khalil Iverson was more explosive. Um, Store's a better player, but I don't know. I constantly keep thinking I, I'm defending Johnny Davis, and I don't always know why. Brian Axis says Davis was awesome. The Wizards are a lousy organization in rooting him. Thank you, Brian. I've always considered you my most reliable and honest and trustworthy poster on this show. I 100% agree with you. Uh, let's get some more of the comments I wanted to get in here. Let's see. This one is from Slim. He said, "We sh on Tackett Curtis, this is an interesting viewpoint. He said, we shall see. I think Tackett could very well have a similar impact on the batters as C.J. Williams. Tackett had excellent straight-ahead speed, burst, which got him labeled as a four-star at a high school. But last year at USC, he played extremely stiff, and he looked like just another guy. He's more of a long-term project. Hope I'm wrong, but I'll be shocked if Heiberger isn't way, way better than Tackett Curtis. All right, we're going to tackle this comment coming up next on Lockdown Badgers. We're going to do a quick break for friends of the show, starting with FanDuel. Um, and listen, Badger fans, we're going to we're gonna knock heads this week uh, because I'm a Niners guy. You all know that if you're an everydayer. Most of y'all are Packers fans. Um, listen, you can go to FanDuel. Playoffs are going on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Lay your, lay your bets on the game. Uh, last I saw was 49ers uh, minus 9.5, so Packers plus 9.5. Now, I think that line is high. And I'm a Niner fan. I, I would not bet Niners minus nine and a half. So if you're a Packer fan, there's probably really good value there. Like Jordan Love has been on a heater. I do think the short turnaround's problematic for the Packers. We're going to see. Um, San Francisco got the week off. But FanDuel.com slash locked on. New customers bet $150 in bonus bets when you place a $5 money line bet. That's a $5 bet. Win or lose, you get $150 in bonus bets back. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Bet, bet, bet on Green Bay. Bet on the Packers if you if you think you're going to beat the Niners. We are going to have a fun week with that no matter what. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Today's episode also brought to you by Jace Medical. I have a Jace case in my cabinet. It's tucked up in my medical cabinet right next to my hidden stash of candy. And both of these are survival caches for me, right? The Jace case gives you five life-saving antibiotics that treat over 50 different infections. And you have it in case... There's supply chain issues in case the pharmacy runs out of stuff. If you can't get to it, if there's a power outage, a storm, whatever it is, you just have this little life-saving bag in your cabinet that can treat all sorts of things. 
medication that can be hard to find in emergencies for you, your family, your friends, your neighbors. If you like your neighbors, you can use it on them too. Um, it is an incredibly easy, quick thing to do. Uh, you, you have pharmacy support. It answers all the questions. You get a packet and a booklet telling you exactly how to use these medications. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics from Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off using my code Locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. All right, let's let's keep getting some comments here, and let's finish with the one that we had from Slim, though. Essentially saying, listen, Tacky Curtis could just be C.J. Williams. Like, didn't look good at USC. I think Thomas Heiberg is going to be way better. Now, first of all, you're talking to one of the Thomas Heiberger truthers out there. I had him on my top ten in this recruiting class. I love Heiberger. Nothing. If he if he hits his ceiling, he's an NFL linebacker. So it wouldn't shock me if he ends up being better than Tacky Curtis. What I would say, that whole USC defense looked bad, right? So. And it's filled with four-star guys, five-star guys. We had Brian Smith on who talked about how bad that defensive line was. I would say if you have an entire defense of highly rated guys who look bad, I would look more at the scheme. I would look more at the coaching than the individual pieces. Um, now, that being said, certainly he could be C.J. Williams, right? None of these guys are sure things. None of these none of these recruits out of high school are sure things, and none of these recruits in the portal are sure things. However, the physical tools are there. This is a this is a player that Bobby April wanted, Jim Leonard wanted, this coaching staff wanted. A lot of really, really incredibly bright defensive coaches wanted Tackett Curtis, and they wanted him for a reason. I think he's going to be really good for Wisconsin. I, I pin his USC stuff more on USC being um, a, a hellfire of defensive execution than on him not making enough plays. So I'm high on it. I think he's going to start this year. I think Badger fans, are by the end of the year, are going to be really excited he's in Madison. This is from uh, Winning Gambler, Oregon, equals Nike, equals scary. Yeah, we talked about with Brian Smith, who are the scariest Pac-12 teams coming into the Big Ten? And he was like, Oregon, or Oregon, 100% Oregon. And yeah, it's probably right, because they just are going to outspend everybody. So I, I would agree with that. I don't think it's USC. I don't think it's Washington. I think it's Oregon. And that's going to be a monster coming into the Big Ten that we're going to have to deal with. Not just Wisconsin, but it's going to be a monster coming into the Big Ten. This is uh, from Will H. I like this comment here. When Store drives to the hole, he does too much stopping, hesitating, pump faking, or a combination of those things. Um, I can't put the full comment up here because I ran out of characters, but Will goes on to say, listen, if you're a great athlete, essentially, get to the rim, dunk it, power through people. This is a point I've made several times. A lot of times when players do this, um, Johnny Davis had some of this in his game too, where he – instead of getting to the rim all the way to, to make an easier shot, he was a lot of tough pull-ups, a lot of, and that should have given us more pause on his game overall. Uh, a lot of times when players can't get to the rim or they're stopping, they're hesitating, they're pumping, it's because they are struggling getting to the rim and they don't have that in their game quite yet. I think Storr has another level in his game to unlock where he needs to get a little more creative with the ball. He needs to get better at getting to the rim. But right now he's getting walled off a little bit. Um, and it's not as easy as just powering through them because he's going to, turn the ball over. It's going to lead to some bad shots at the rim. It's going to lead to some charges. He needs to develop a bit of a counter. Both him and John Black will need to get a little bit better when their initial drive is cut off. And there's a lot of counters to that. Like players have tons of different counters, whether it's, you know, crossing back over, getting to the other side, whether it's maybe going into a little bit of a power post play. Um, there's, there's ways that he's going to need to develop his game and continue developing his game. And I just don't think it's there yet. I think that's why you see the stopping, hesitating, pump faking, it's because he's getting walled off and he doesn't have a counter that is reliable enough that he can go to it in a game situation. He's probably got a tons of counters in practice, right? But in a game situation, it's it's not second second nature yet. And that's a, that's going to be an off-season focus for him, in my opinion. 
Uh, Nota Wales says, I hope you're humble Saturday night, Ryan. Go Pack Go. Love over uh, Purdy every day. Listen, I, I will not be humble if the 49ers win, and I will not be – no, I, I'm humble, dude. Like, Green Bay's really good. That That's a team that's scary to me. Um, Jordan Love has played incredible. He's got better physical tools than, than Brock Purdy. I question a little bit the Packers having to play on a six-day schedule, having to go to Dallas, then go back to Green Bay, and then go to San Francisco. Now, sometimes the, the team with the bye comes out rusty. San Francisco could do that, but if – San Francisco is going to be a much better spot from a health standpoint, from a rest standpoint. That's a big burden on Green Bay. And if they go to San Francisco and they win, that's an incredible two-week trip for them, right? That's that's a really tough gauntlet to take two road trips to both two talented teams, although Dallas is a fraud. We all know that. Um, so I will be humble if the 49ers win. I, I, I'm expecting a Niners win. Like I said, I think the line is too high, though. I think they're not giving Green Bay enough credit there. Uh, Bo Dragon says love's going to light us up. San Francisco had basically taken three weeks off. Jason Gelden says Niners probably win by 10 to 14. Um, again, we're not, we're not, this is not a football podcast, NFL podcast, but I think in this case with a kind of a live pop-up show, we can make a bit of an exception. Greg Linsencombe says, will the Niners have rust after Dallas? 49ers will not look at Packers lightly. That, Greg, that's a great question. They could absolutely, they could absolutely come out rusty. Um, now, one thing, Packer fans probably haven't watched as much 49er football as I have. One thing San Francisco has done incredibly well this year is get off to quick starts. They, they score on just about every first drive. They put teams in a hole. And San Francisco's pass rush is incredible, right? It was, it's been great for years, and they added hard grades this year. Um, they, they are so, so dominant that usually they put teams in a hole, and then they force them to throw. And when they force them to throw, that front four they have is, is devastating. What Green Bay can do with their running game is really – keep San Francisco's pass rush at bay. That's to me the biggest key of the game. If, if Green Bay can reliably run the ball and not let San Francisco get up to that lead that they do every single week, they're going to put San Francisco's defense line on their heels a little bit. And then suddenly you take away the teeth of that 49ers defense and you make it easier on love as well. So that's what I would look for. If I'm a, if I'm a Packers fan, you got to establish the run and that's not been San Francisco's strength. They're not a great run stuffing team this year. So that's, that's what I would do if I'm a Green Bay fan, if I'm a coordinator there, um, We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Mark D says, Packer fan here, we are winning on Saturday. Bo Dragon says, those Pac-10 teams are going to get the Nebraska treatment. I I 100% agree with a lot of that. I think UCLA, USC coming into the Big Ten, I think they're going to get beaten and bloodied a little bit. I, I saw an interview with some USC fans. They're, they're talking very much like Nebraska did before Nebraska came into the Big Ten, right? And we all remember how that went. That was not a welcome to the neighborhood, here's some beer and some cake moment. That was a welcome to the neighborhood. We're going to beat your face in moment for Nebraska. I think USC is going to get some of that. Oregon, they just going to be so talented. I'm not sure, man. That That's going to be difficult. Um, let's see. What else we got here for comments? Bob Milborn says, store has a habit of slipping as he drives to the rim. Yeah, I agree. Again, I, I just think it's because the drives are a little more difficult. He. If he beats somebody straight line, you'll notice if he beats somebody straight line and a straight line drive for those who, who maybe don't know as much basketball lingo basically means you just rip and you go right by him. If he beats somebody straight line, he's great. He elevates, he gets to the rim, he explodes. If he gets has to take a couple extra dribbles because that guy is on his hip or he can't really beat that guy, then it becomes more difficult for him. And again, that's where he doesn't have that counter. Uh, F. Kyle uh, says, who's got the better quarterback, Green Bay or San Francisco? I imagine in the chat, y'all will have a take on that. Who who do you guys think has a better quarterback? Is it Love or Purdy? I think, listen, Love is more physically talented. 
There's, there's, there's no doubt about it. Uh, so love is more physically talented. I think Purdy, the game manager title gets slapped around a little too easily. I think he's better than that. So we'll see. All right, let, let's wrap it up there. Uh, really do appreciate it. Love obviously says, uh, or Mark D says love. Yeah, a lot of people, I would go Jordan Love in this chat probably. If, if I was doing a Niners show, I imagine the results would be different. Here's the good news. We're going to find out a lot about that question on Saturday, right? We're, we're going to figure out a lot about that question on Saturday, who has the better quarterback. All right, wrap it up there. Again, this was just kind of a pop-up show to get your comments, talk a little bit. We're going to go live after the Northwestern game, or the Penn State game tonight for sure. We did have a question up here from Jason. Badgers minus five and a half against Penn State tonight. Uh, I would say if I had to put money on that one, Jason, I don't have a great feel on this one because the Badgers, quite frankly, the Badgers have won six in a row, right? They, you're due for a stinker in the Big Ten. I would probably take Badgers money line, but Penn State to cover would be my guess. Um, Penn State's not that great. They can do some stuff on the perimeter defensively. Wisconsin's a much better team, but you're just due for a clunker at some point. That's how this league works, in my opinion. So I would, I'm definitely think the Badgers win. I could see like a close three, four point game. Um, gosh, now that I think about it more, I probably would take the Badgers to cover. But you're gonna. I'm just saying, there's gonna be a game coming up on the schedule that we don't see coming as Badger fans, where the Badgers just play poorly and you lose to a team you shouldn't lose to. That could be a Penn State type situation. Um, let's see. Bo says they'll win by twenty. Dom says they'll cover. I don't know. We'll see. Greg Johnson says Purdy has better pieces around him. Yeah, I agree. Here's the thing, though. I've seen a lot of quarterbacks with really good pieces not play well. Purdy, Purdy outside of one game against Baltimore, where he threw four picks, three of those picks, by the way, were deflected passes. Outside of that, he's elevated the pieces around him uh, as much as those pieces have elevated him. Again, I'm, I'm biased. I'm a Niner fan. I'm biased. Like, it is what it is. He's better than people think. That The people that haven't seen him play – all the time, they just slap the game manager title and say, look at all the talents around him. He he has a lot of the same pieces that a guy like uh, Jimmy Garoppolo had. Jimmy Garoppolo is nowhere near as good as Purdy, and people call Garoppolo game manager. Again, I'm, I'm not trying to turn this into a complete Niner Purdy thing, but he's really good. Now, if, if, is he better than Love? I'm not saying that. Love, is, Love has been crushing it, and he's better physically. So we'll see. Again, we'll, maybe we'll do a reaction show after the Niners-Packers game. We'll just have fun with it. Maybe I'll be too sad to do it. I don't know. All right. We'll wrap it up there on Wisconsin.